Welcome to another edition of No Box Sports. I'm your host, uh, Jason Green. Um, we are on episode 71, and just like all the other 70 episodes, we have so much to get to. 10 games into the NBA. I'm going to give you 10 observations so far. We're also halfway through the NFL season. So I think it's a good time for some red light, green light, where I've been right with my picks, where I've been wrong with my picks. And just some observations I thought would happen that obviously didn't, some that did, that did happen. Um, and lastly, we're going to end the show with college basketball. Starts tomorrow when I'm recording, but today, probably when you listen, I'm just going to give you my winner. Uh, who it is in the next episode we're going to really start breaking down college basketball and some teams for you to look out for and teams you know i think would be exciting to watch but first i'm going to tell you what's on my mind and that is the chiefs the chiefs are five and four and that's not even bad right if you really think about it the schedule that they've played they've had some bad losses they've had some injuries um, Patrick Mahomes has not played well and they're five and four and they're still extremely talented and no one would be surprised if they made the Super Bowl still, right? But we knew it wasn't going to be as easy. But I remember when they won the Super Bowl and the next day it the headline wasn't, oh, congratulations, Chiefs. It was like there was a little bit of congratulations. It was like two hours of congratulations and the next 24 hours of news cycle was, is this the next dynasty? Right, you had star quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They just drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire, or they're, I guess they're about to, but you know, they didn't really have any holes on offense. You obviously had the best offensive mind in the game in Andy Reid, and they make the Super Bowl the next year and they lose. They straight up lose. They actually, it's not even that they just made the Super Bowl next year, they didn't lose a game basically. They lost to the Raiders one time. And um, then they lost week 17. They lost one game, basically. And I think they won 10 straight for that. So, like, in 28 contests, they lost one game before the Super Bowl. Something like that. And they got, and they just got beat. They just got beat in the Super Bowl. And now they're 5-4. and four. And all of a sudden, it's about, is the dynasty over? And I'm going to tell you that the dynasty was never started. And I'm going to get to the end of any dynasty talk. Because here's why. I remember it was just another situation. I remember the Eagles in 2017. I'm an Eagles fan. We won Super Bowl in 2017. Man, young quarterback and Carson Wentz. Good young head coach and Doug Peterson. Good defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. Good pieces, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. You know, look good in the Super Bowl. We had, you know, Rodney McLeod. You know, you had, uh, say what you want about the corners that year with Jalen Mills. And Jalen Mills was young and Ronald Darby was playing well. Um, Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the league. And they haven't gotten even close since. They made the playoffs, went 9-7, and seven, didn't make it, and now they're looking at rebuilding. People need to understand that dynasties are rare. And stop saying just because there's a generational talent, this means a dynasty. Aaron Rodgers has made one Super Bowl. He's won it, give him credit where credit is due, but he's never gone back. He's made five NFC Championship games, I believe. I mean, Seattle was probably the closest we've gotten. Obviously, I'm talking not talking about the Patriots. That's a dynasty. And I'm going to get to that in a point. But Seattle was kind of close. They made two Super Bowls back-to-back years. And then it was first-round exit, first-round exit, first-round exit. Russ wants out. For, you know what I mean? A dynasty is three to five years of dominance. And that's basically what the Patriots did when they won three Super Bowls. In five years, and also what Tom Brady did when he also once again won three Super Bowls in five years. 
And that is just the credit where credit is due. I always talk about LeBron. And I, people people that listen to me are like, oh, you have to bring up to LeBron with this. But Kevin Durant did something finally that LeBron's had to do a million times in his career, right? You had to lead the team all by yourself with the odds against you. And he performed. But LeBron's done that so many more times than Kevin Durant ever has, which is why there's never been a debate. It's like you want to start a dynasty talk and go against Tom Brady when you're not even close. When you've not even had to done it one or two, you've done it maybe once or twice. Tom Brady's done it eight times. He's made nine Super Bowls. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Aaron Rodgers. He's made one. And then you can say, oh, you can argue and argue. But then didn't Tom Brady just beat him in the Super Bowl? Or sorry, sorry, in the conference championship game? Like, I get it. It's not as cut and dry as that. There's a lot against you. And I know you could easily argue, and I could agree with you, that Rodgers is a more talented quarterback. But it's the same thing with Mahomes, right? You think he's the more talented guy. He's just going to do what Brady did because he's more talented. He's got a better – he's got a, a coach suited for him. Belichick was good suited for Tom Brady. Andy Reid is suited for um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But it's not like that. And it just makes you appreciate how good those Patriots teams were. And Tom Brady, because the Bucks not the leading team in the NFC right now. Losers of two games. Right. They, one game? I think they might have lost one game. The point is that they haven't lost. No, two. They've lost two games. At New Orleans and at LA. They could be title contenders again. And it just makes you think what dynasties really are. And how we should really let the dynasties happen and still let dynasties and still trying to create the next dynasty. The Chiefs might win the Super Bowl, and this might be a horrible take. Because two Super Bowls in three years, that's a dynasty in the football, in the NFL world. And I could be 100% wrong. They might win next year. But for right now, let's hold off on the dynasty talk. And that's what's on my mind. All right, let's get into a little red light, green light action for those who are new to the show or the pod. Uh, my last name is Green with an E at the end. So red light, green light, red light means stop. I was wrong. Green light means go ahead. You were good on your take. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the Chiefs and the Buccaneers or the Packers. I actually, I was wrong about the Chiefs, right about the Bucks being the um, best team in their division and same about the Packers. But I'm going to do more, you know, middle ground takes that just haven't gone my way. So I think I got four of them for you four teams of takes that just did not go how i wanted to go first i'm gonna start positive let's go green light and let's go to the san francisco 49ers if you read any of my uh picks blogs by the way three and oh last week on my best bets i fade the 49ers every single week and i said it on the podcast we did an nfl season preview i don't trust kyle shanahan um I don't care who gets hurt. I understand that Ayuk has been in the doghouse. They, Raheem Moser gets hurt again. Um, Jimmy G's been hurt a little bit. Then Trey Lance gets hurt. George Kittle's been hurt. I understand that. And it sucks. And they've had a really bad, you know, in a tough division. Um, and some defenders have been hurt as well. But you can't claim to be the top offensive mind and continue to lose to those teams that you should. You should not have lost that game to the Cardinals. I'm sorry. You just shouldn't. Not to Colt McCoy. Not to put up only 17 points. You, you had to put the pressure on, and they just rolled you over. You didn't have your team prepared. <clears throat> not only that, this is his fifth year in the NFL. If you took out the Super Bowl year that they went 13-3, and he is 19-36. and His career record is 32-39. and If you took out the Super Bowl year, he is 19-36. and That's it. I'm telling you, he's the most overrated coach in the NFL. And I would, 
<clears throat> people are going to use this Trey Lance. He he clearly, him and John Lynch, clearly saw that their team has not been performing, right? And they clearly used the classic excuse, well, give me another quarterback. Give me another chance with another quarterback. And they're going to try to deal with Trey Lance. And they're going to keep giving Shannon a chance one year, two years of Trey Lance. And I don't think it's going to work. And I think I would fire him now and give a better <clears throat> coaching mind, in my opinion. Maybe gets his team more prepared. I don't know. Then Kyle Shannon. I like everything about his offense. It's innovative. It's a lot of movement. You know, he's got a really cool amount of plays. It, 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 it really standards, you know, goes with athletes like Debo and Ayuk. But they just don't get results, and it's a results league, and you don't have a winning record. You're gonna make, you're not gonna make the playoffs for the fourth time in five years. I called that. I said it'd be the worst in the NFC West, and <clears throat> if Russell Wilson wasn't hurt, they would be the worst in the NFC West. Um, I think they'll end there, and I think he might be let go, and I would not be surprised if he was. All right, red light. The New York Giants. Oh, what a brutal take this was. I was all on the Giants last year at the end. I was riding them like crazy. They were covering so well. They were taking the necessary steps. They really were. But once again, they lost close games that they just couldn't lose. It, it just and then they win and then they do what they did this week. They just win games that ah listen they I I picked them to beat the Giant uh, the Raiders. Don't get me wrong, but they like they were close against the Chiefs. They should have beat um. Um, the football team. I mean, th- there's just games that they have to come away. The, the football team one is ridiculous. It's just poor coaching. That That's a game you have to come away with. The Chiefs one, they lost by three. I mean, then they go on and beat the Saints. You lost to the Falcons at home. If you take care of business like you should have, when you shouldn't the Washington game, you shouldn't the Falcons game, that's in the two games, you're five and four. And I had them over seven wins. I had them winning the division. No chance of winning the division. It was my bold take of the year. No chance of winning the division. And listen, once again, I'm not making the injury excuse. They've had a lot of injuries. I'm not making it for San Francisco. I'm not making it for Giants and Joe Judge. He's also on the hot seat. He can't go under 500 again. I'm sorry. He can't go under 500 again. There's too much talent on this football team. And this time, you can't blame Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones actually had a nice season. All right, green light, Tennessee Titans. Um, I thought they were good. I didn't think they were this good. I had them going, winning the AFC South at 11-6. and six. One of my best bets, I did a best bets blog, was um, the Titans over nine wins. I thought it was a lock, and I felt very good about it. They played in a weak division. They dominated. They beat the Colts twice. They did lose the Jets, but listen to these four wins they've had in a row. Bills, Chiefs, at Colts, at Rams. Does it get any better than that? I mean, seriously. And it's not like... They didn't dominate the Bills, but they beat them. They dominated the Chiefs. They played the Colts close, and they dominated the Rams. Mike Vrabel is clearly the coach of the year right now. And the problem last year was that his defense couldn't guard anyone. They, they couldn't. They revamped their defense. They've done an excellent job of forcing turnovers. Like Bayard and uh, Janoris Jenkins, they really revamped the, the secondary. Uh, I like what they've done. Um... Even without Derrick Henry, Tannehill's a good quarterback. And this is what they was built of. You have still have Julio. You still have A.J. Brown. Even without Derrick Henry, you can get it done in the passing game, and Tannehill can make the throws. And he's also athletic enough to make enough plays with his legs. I'm going to give myself a green light because I knew they were going to win the, um, the AFC um, South, like I predicted, and I knew they'd be a really good team. And that's why I'm going to give my pat back for it. That's a green light. All right, last red light is a brutal take once again. I've had two really good... 
predictions and two brutal um, predictions. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. I had them at three and fourteen. I didn't think they went four games. Um, this is just an example. Um, I always like to bring up my home team, the Eagles. Everyone's calling for Sirianni. He's like, oh, you should fire him right away. Give it time. Zach Taylor in his first two years didn't look like he belonged in the NFL. Um, first year, obviously, didn't have a quarterback. Then you gave him a quarterback in Joe Burrow. They still struggled. Now in year three, year two with Joe Burrow, better weapons, better team around him. How good does that offense look? I mean, they can play with anybody, and they will play with anybody. So week. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't. I think that Browns game was a huge indicator. I think the Steelers um, win tonight, too, against the Bears. And that puts them to, I believe, 6-3? and three? Something of that nature. And obviously the Ravens um, are obviously insanely good as well. Another big win against Vikings. So I still think they're going to come in last in their division. But th- Oh, they're going to be 5-3, and three, sorry. But there's no shame this time, if you know what I mean. It's not like they didn't. They just flamed out. They got a really good start, and they made a really good progression. And I don't think I was wrong about Jamar Chase. I think I had Jamar Chase going to uh, the Dolphins. I forget. I knew he was a top five pick. I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. I don't think anyone thought he was this good. What he's done is insane. Shout out to my fantasy team. He's really uh, helped him out. So, and then la- for everyone's wondering what my last prediction was, it's actually the Bills under 11 wins. Or, you know, they can tie at 11. So they're actually right on pace for that right now to go to um, 11. So out of all my five predictions, it's looking like I might go 3-2, and two, which, is, which is a win. So um, that's red light, green light so far. Otherwise, small stuff. I mean, I had the Packers winning the NFC North. They're on their way. I had the Rams winning the NFC West. They're on their. Uh, they're not in their way because the Cardinals are ahead of them. Um, Buccaneers, NFC South. I had the Bills winning the East. They're on their way. The Browns in the North. I could say I was wrong about that. I just think they've had a lot of unfortunate injuries. I think they can still win um, 10, 11 games, Titans I got right, and the Chiefs, I think, will come back and still win the division, so I'll probably get six out of eight, um, division winners right, but we're gonna do another red light, green light at the end of the year, and probably more in the NBA, and, and maybe more with 14 teams left, where I start picking out my playoff teams, so, uh, that is, a uh, red light, green light for, uh, halfway through the NFL season. All right, each team is around 10 games into the NBA season so far. Already won eighth through. Man, it passes by real fast. I'm giving you 10 games, so 10 observations so far on the NBA season. First observation, the Cavs are 7-4. and four. They're the most profitable team on the money line in the NBA. If you would have bet the money line on every single game, you'd be up 1.4 grand. The next is the Orlando Magic. $400 you bet the money line on every single game. What J.B. Bickerstaff and the crew is doing, and I have been... If we just did a red light, green light, I would take the L and the Cavs immediately. I got into a Twitter war on my NoBlock Sports uh, Twitter. Find it, follow me, by the way. But Evan Mobley, I was like, I thought Evan Mobley was good. I was like, these guys have five centers. These guys would be terrible. These guys like, no, 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 just wait. And he's just arguing about me. We really had an argument about Evan Mobley. So I'm still going to take the L. I thought Evan Mobley was great. He's not AD, like the guy said. But um, the truth is, I don't know how it's working, but it's working. They're outboarding everyone, and they're making it so hard to score with their length. And Markinen is a good enough shooter like all threes are. They're just treating him like a 3D guy. It's actually crazy. Um, obviously, Colin Sexton getting hurt. He's just a torment because he's me out for a bit. Like Ricky Rubio didn't just drop 38 in the garden on 6-6-3. Six, six and three. So, I, listen... I root for I don't root for the Cavs, but you know what? Getting to the playoffs without LeBron for the first time since 2003, I can't even tell you the time they made the playoffs before that, is um is a win and is awesome for that city. So it's not like I'm not rooting for them. I just don't understand how they're 
winning at all. And um, seriously, yeah, I, I don't understand how they're winning at all. So that's just my first takeaway. Takeaway number two, Cha Morant is a superstar. I remember tweeting when they beat the Warriors. I said, anything John Morant in the playing game. I remember I remember saying, anything John Morant does after this is just icing on the cake, right? But now you're taking it the next season. I can't. It's so hard for people to understand this. Memphis is like one of the least uh, passionate. Ah, that's not true. They're passionate fan bases. But like in terms of fans in the NBA, there's not a lot. It's like Memphis and Orlando are like the lowest fan bases. To get the national attention that the Memphis Grizzlies get because of him, it's like the Hornets. When Kemba Walker was there, yeah, people liked the Hornets, but no one really cared. LaMelo Ball has put him more on the map in one year than Kemba Walker ever did. John Morant is putting the Grizzlies on must-see television. He's like top five in the NBA scoring. He's taking the next level. He's top five in PR. He's so quick. Everyone knew he was like Russell Westbrook. Coming out of college, that's what they compared him to. But to actually be like that, and to be better than what Westbrook was, clearly at this age, he's a superstar, and he's blossoming in front of our eyes. He's putting the Grizzlies on the map. I would love this. Last year, I didn't care to see him in the playoffs. I really want to see the Warriors more. I would love to see this team in the playoffs this year. I think they're more prepared. I think those couple games since Utah said, we're not there yet, and they worked insanely hard in the offseason to be like, this is where we need to be. And I think they've taken that next step, and I hope they get there. Um, number three, the Wizards are fun to watch. Um, they got younger. They got faster. They got more shooting. Kuzma, Dinwiddie, KCP, Harrell, more offensive-minded guys who are willing to work on the defensive end. They just didn't have that last year. Gaffer takes the next step. Uh, Denny Asvia takes the next step. I like this Wizards team. I like what West Southern South Jr. is doing, and they've won a lot of big, game, big games, 7-3. Um, Beal is having actually career low year and the scoring is down a lot in the NBA and a lot of these superstars but to have your best player play not at his best and you're still coming away with W's once again it's amazing to see teams go from the 8th seed and say we're, yeah we're sort of tanking we're getting younger but we got better and we're going to continue with that and it's the same thing I root for now the Wizards to now make the playoffs and continue this as a young budding team and it's, I also be like, Kuzma, KCP, and Harrell, why couldn't you play like this when you were with LeBron? Um, four, the Bucks are going through a championship hangover. No need to worry. Listen, they're four and six. Um, you start to worry if 20 games in, they're still under 500. Um, eventually, they're going to hit their stride. And everyone knows that Chris Middleton's been in and out of the lineup. Drew Holiday's been in and out of the lineup. They also got some new pieces. Grace now is playing. Jordan Orwell, Bobby Porter's been hurt. So they got some new pieces been hurt. As long as... You don't have to worry as long as 20 games into the season, not under 500. If they get to that, um, 20 games in, so give it 10 more games. They don't go, I would be shocked they don't go around 7 and 3 if they're still under 500. Then you could start to worry because some of these teams are gaining momentum on them. It's going to be hard to um, catch up. No need to worry. Number five, the Raptors are an awesome team to watch, and Scotty Barnes has been the best rookie so far. Kate Cunningham struggled. Jalen Green has struggled. Mobley's looked good. Chris Duarte um, has looked really good. Um, that was off the, the top of my head. Franz Wagner's looked insanely good. I can take an L on that. But Scotty Barnes has been a versatile monster like we saw in Forest State and like we saw that he could be. Also, the Raptors play three, three and D guys. Scotty Barnes, or sorry, four, four and D guys. Basically, they're all centers in the NBA now, but they're really fours. They're 6'9", lengthy him, Precious Atua, OG Nanubi. 
they can sh- not can really shoot, but they're just the- their wingspans are massive, and they just get the ball and they just run. It's awesome to watch. They have such good Nick Nurse is as innovative as it gets. They're seven and four. I believe it's on right now. They're six and five right now. It's another team that I would like to watch in the playoffs. I don't need like when the NBA is getting better, these new things, I don't need to see the Pacers in there. I want to see the Raptors in there. I mean, I'd rather see the Raptors and the Cavs, right? It, but, like, it, it may, it's the best part about the NBA, right? New new rules, new people are adjusting, who's smarter, Who who's playing better right now. And right now, the Raptors, with their new little system, right, have done some great things, some great innovative things to push the pace and get easy buckets when scoring is down. And two, the four and all on the road. That's how you know they're very good defensively and they're well coached. Uh, number six, I believe, the Warriors, Knicks, and Bulls are all back, and the NBA is so much better this way. Warriors have only lost one game. They're eight and one. The Knicks are bulldozing my Sixers right now. Um, they beat them the first time too. They're six and four, probably about to be seven and four. And the Bulls are six and three. All these teams better are being good or better from the NBA. We all knew that, and they all have exciting offenses to watch. Um, just simple as that. Um, how good was that Knicks Bulls game? Seriously, on NBA TV, the atmosphere was live. And if these teams meet in the playoffs, Knicks and Bulls, or even the Bulls made the playoffs, Chi-Town is going to be rocking, and it's only better for the NBA. And the Knicks being good, like really good, top five offensive efficiency good, it's only better for the NBA when the Garden is rocking. Um, number seven, the Sixers are an insanely good team, but they're still not better with Ben Simmons. I'm going to say this is a Sixers fan. They're the number one team offense in offensive efficiency right now. Things can be true and still not go their way. Ben Simmons created a lot of three-point jumpers. Ben Simmons is was second in defensive player of the year voting. And Ben Simmons is an all-star and makes your team better. But the Sixers still have great depth and great ball movement because that's what Doc Rivers installed. That's the system. The system isn't going to end. And they have a ton of shooters. And they got more shooters in free agency. Ty, the only issue is Tyrese Maxey, to me, is more of a six-man, and Shake Milton shouldn't be playing. He should be playing like a Jamal, not even Jamal Crawford, like literally like a Nick Young type, if you really need him type role. And Ben Simmons would slot back to that one spot where now he's the best defender on your team. He can guard the best other defender, because right now it's Danny Green, because Thiago doesn't start. And uh, you're... Maxi doesn't average more points than Ben Simmons. Is there a little bit more spacing? Yes, but I never thought spacing in the regular season um, was an issue, right, for um, the Sixers. So I, apparently he's talking to um, now the team doctor. I ho- I want to see Ben Simmons play with this team. I I really do. And Joel Embiid just got COVID. I think right now would be a great time for him to come back, start. And if he really wants out, prove that he can run a team on his own, win with the Sixers right here. And then, um, and then you go. Then you get traded like that. Also, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons trade rumor. That apparently that was denied, but it is what it is. All right, um, number eight, I think, or I'm on number nine. Uh, Trey Young becomes a less less likable every day. Um, that comment he made is ridiculous. I'm sorry, that is absolutely ridiculous that he made some comments like the regular season is boring. You made the conference finals one time. You might not make it back. You don't have a winning record right now. You might not even make the playoffs. Go tell me the regular season's boring. You might not even make the playoffs. Ridiculous statement from your should be your team leader. Shows how poor of a leader is, and honestly, it makes me hate him uh, even more. Even though he did, my six is already hating him, and that was an all in the court thing. Now off the court, coming liability as well. Ridiculous. 
Um, number nine, the Lakers have an AD issue, not a Westbrook issue. People are going to think that I mean that Westbrook isn't exactly an issue. He is. But the truth is, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, and now LeBron can't stay healthy. It's every night. It's a little hamstring injury. It's a little knick-knack thing. And the thing is, when LeBron's out like this, those two guys need to step up. But it doesn't matter. I can't explain this better. It doesn't matter. LeBron can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. He's not winning a championship by himself. And I don't think him and Westbrook will win a championship. But I think LeBron and AD could still win a championship, right? I think we saw it and when they're both on and Westbrook's just coming along for the ride, correct? But if AD isn't healthy and AD can't play, they have no chance of winning a championship. And that is priority number one. You figure out the Westbrook thing later. You f- or you figure out the Westbrook thing as you go along. But if AD can't stay healthy, these knick-knack injuries and not giving them the best performances every night when they need them because LeBron is out, then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter at all. And that's the truth. And last but not least, right now, the Miami here, the best team in the, in the NBA. Defensive efficiency, rebounding, offensive rebounding, defensive points per game, you name it. They had three-point shooters. Ty Hurst averaging 20 points off the bench. Jimmy Butler's been great. Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo, man. They're just defensively sound. Markeith Morris, I love everything about that team. Eric Spolster, great job, Pat Riley. That is how you rebuild without tanking. They were just average for a couple years, still made their playoffs, and they went all in on Jimmy Butler, made the NBA Finals, and then people wanted to play with them. They got Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo developed. They drafted well. They played a smart free agency. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, that's what a good organization does. Clap your hands to the Miami Heat. They're the best team in the NBA right now, in my opinion. And those are my 10, or maybe I did 11, observations in the NBA so far. All right, that's going to do it for the 71st episode of No Block Sports. As per usual, you can find all our takes. We just reached over 700 followers. So uh, I appreciate that, all of the people that followed and listened to the podcast. Um, at NoBlockSports1 is our Twitter. Um, also, check out my gambling Twitter, at SandPodcast. Also, follow me on regular Twitter, at uh, J underscore Green 4599. I've been really trying to get um, more podcasts out lately, and that's my fault. Um, I've just been busy. I've been writing for PicksWise. You can check out my articles there. I'm writing NBA predictions, NFL predictions every single week. I'm writing, you know, around 10 articles a week now, and I just really haven't found the time. I'm also coaching uh, basketball, so I'm going to try to get these out as often as possible. And also check me out on the Coach Gary uh, radio show that we're trying to get back going up. So uh, next time uh, – oh, sorry, college basketball winner. Next time I'm going to get on to uh, more college basketball. My college basketball March Madness winner, Michigan. Plus 1,250. I think it's the year. They have no more recruited class in the country. Bring back Hunter, uh, Hunter Dickinson. Um, they have Devontae Jones coming in from Coast Carolina. He averaged 19 points a game. Eli Brooks. I think it's their year. Caleb uh, Houston, Musa Diabate, uh, Frankie Collins, Chase Howard. They're, they're stacked all the way around. Michigan, plus 1,200. Book it. See you guys next time.